Congress passes a $900 billion COVID stimulus bill. Actually, more like porculus. And a North Korea man is executed. But why? Bold Alpha is presented by Gurkha, the world's finest cigars, including the Gurkha Trenta. Commemorating 30 years of cigar excellence, the Gurkha Trenta is everything you'd expect from a Gurkha. Exquisite construction, exquisite flavor, exquisite pleasure. GurkhaCigars.com and by Davidoff of Geneva. Introducing the new Camacho Nicaragua, forged in fire, harnessing the wild flavors of Nicaragua. Camacho, live loud, available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Greetings and salutations from Command Center Alpha. It is Alpha Dave, your five-star global general, Alpha Male in Chief. And we welcome you to Bold Alpha, your destination for Alpha Male lifestyle conversation and commentary. Yesterday, Congress passes a $900 billion Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus relief bill. But not so fast, my friends. It wasn't $900 billion. It was actually more along the lines of $2.3 trillion. The average American will get a whopping $600 in stimulus relief. And there will be an additional $300 federal addendum to unemployment benefits. Big deal. This is a bill that could have been passed months ago when the American people were in dire need. But instead, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats, the Marxists, the socialists, played political games. So anybody that says, any Democrat that tells you, we care about the American people, we care about American workers and working families, bullshit. They don't. If they did, they would have passed this last September, last October. They wouldn't have waited until a week before the end of the year, a couple of days before Christmas. So $900 billion, but it's really $2.3 trillion. So again, 600 bucks to Americans. But for some countries, Christmas came early with this, forget $900 billion, it's really a $2.3 trillion spending bill. 6,000 pages. Any bill, any congressional legislation that is 6,000 pages, you know, stinks right from the get-go. They could have passed a very simple bill. Two pages, three tops. Every American gets X and federal unemployment benefits increase to X. But instead, it is loaded. The airlines getting $15 billion of money that the American people, actually the United States Treasury doesn't have. But don't worry about the United States going into debt. We're already in hock for $28 trillion. That is $83,000 a citizen, $220,000 a taxpayer. The federal deficit this year will reach $4.5 trillion. Now, I understand we're in a unique situation, a unique year where we needed bailouts, PPP, I get it. No problem. But here's the real scoop in terms of what people say about the deficit. 
it will never, ever be rate repaid, ever. So you don't have to worry about paying your share because it'll never be repaid. The Fed will continue to print money. We will eventually see inflation. And then when we really get into another economic situation where the economy tanks or a severe recession, the Fed has no more ammo. Interest rates are almost zero. They can't lower them to negative. They could. Wouldn't work so well. They, you would actually be paying a bank to keep your money with negative interest rates. That's not going to sit well with the American people and American savers. Not going to work. So ultimately, we are going to be in a financial Armageddon in perpetuity. Don't worry about it. Spend to your heart's content. And where is some of this money going? $169.8 million to Vietnam, including $19 million to remediate dioxins. $170 million bucks to Vietnam? There's a country now that is manufacturing, exporting. American businesses are, are creating products over there and exporting them back to the United States, other parts of the world. What does Vietnam need $170 million of our money for? $198 million to Bangladesh. $130 million to Nepal for development and democracy programs. Do you think that $130 million could be better spent? on Americans that have lost their jobs in the hospitality industry or have been forced to close because of some of these draconian Democrat mayors that are destroying not only economies but American livelihoods? Pakistan, not our friend. $15 million for democracy programs and $10 million for gender programs. Why in the hell are we sending $25 million to Pakistan Democracy programs? They're not going to have a democracy. Theoretically, they have elections, but they've had military coups. $10 million for gender programs to do what? Sri Lanka. $15 million for the refurbishing of a high-endurance cutter, which is a type of patrol boat. $506 million to Belize, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Nicaragua, and Panama to address key factors that contribute to the migration of unaccompanied, undocumented minors to the United States. If we spend a half a billion dollars, theoretically that should stop any flow of illegal migrants coming from Central and Latin America. You think that's going to happen? You got it. Think again. $461 million to Colombia for programs related to counter-narcotics and human rights. $75 million to the Caribbean Basin Security Initiative. You ready for this one? $33 million for democracy programs for Venezuela. Do you think the Venezuelan people are not in favor of democracy? Do you think we have to spend $33 million to convince them that Maduro, Nicolas Maduro, is a stinking socialist, communist, dictator, bastard prick? I don't think so. Plus, there's going to be an unspecified amount to Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Curaçao, Trinidad, and Tobago for assistance for communities and countries supporting or otherwise impacted by refugees from Venezuela. Why is it our problem to pay for refugees leaving Venezuela going to those countries? Tell me that. $132 million for assistance to the country of Georgia. Here's another whopper. $453 million for assistance 
for Ukraine. You've got to be kidding me. Here's another little nugget. By rule in the U.S. Congress, the House has a 48-hour rule where any new bill must be presented to House members 48 hours prior to a vote so they can review it. However, they pulled some shenanigans. Nancy Pelosi pulled some shenanigans, so all that was required was two hours. Two hours to look at a 6,000-page bill. Even AOC, who I can't stand, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, I agree with her because she came out and said that it is ridiculous that a 6,000-page bill spending $2.3 trillion of American funds is being presented to House members with not adequate time to review it. I can't believe I'm actually agreeing with that dingbat. But this is outrageous. The amount of money going to true COVID relief, Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus relief, a drop in the bucket compared to all the other funds being spent. I mean, half a billion to Ukraine, 170 million to Vietnam, uh, 500 million, half a billion to Latin and Central American countries. It is absurd. But this is why I say to you now, don't worry about being a patriotic American and saying, you know, let's have a balanced budget. Let's worry about our deficit so we don't pass it on to our grandchildren and great-grandchildren. It's too late. It will never be repaid. And by the way, if you think that problem is in the United States only, think again. Look around the world. Every central bank has printed money out the yin-yang. The entire world's countries are in debt. Do you think they're going to all go into bankruptcy? Hell no. They just print more money. Don't worry about it. It will never be repaid. But they'll come to you saying, we need a tax increase. We need more taxes because the rich aren't paying their fair share. But never once do any members of the House or the Senate, Democrats and Republicans, never once do they say, let's tighten our belts. You know, a lot of businesses have really struggled the last six, eight months. The federal treasury needs to get a little bit more economical. We need to start cutting expenses. It never happens. But they'll come back to you for more tax dollars. Even though the share, the the amount of tax dollars going into federal coffers is at record highs. So I say screw the economic patriotism. Don't worry about it. It'll never be repaid. So don't worry about being a good American patriot and making sure the deficit is repaid and we have a balanced budget. It's too late. That train has already left the station, and it's never coming back. But meanwhile, we have to be the world's banker. We have to give handouts to every other damn country while we have people in this country that are suffering. Oh, and by the way, one of the other provisions in this bill, more foreign workers can come in and get uh, H-1B visas, and other cheap labor can come in. We've got a record number of Americans that are unemployed Are the members of the House and Senate, are they looking after the American people, the American workers that are out of jobs? The answer is a resounding no. Screw them. And just remember that at the next election. I say vote them all out, including the Republicans. It's time we start 
a Patriot Party or a MAGA Party and get rid of all the establishment rats and snakes and all the other useless sacks of shit that are in Washington, D.C. $900 billion, please. $2.3 trillion of pork. And who are the big losers? The American people that truly need the relief because of the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus. Gurkha has been manufacturing the world's finest cigars for 30 years. And to commemorate their 30th anniversary, they created the Gurkha Trenta, a pleasant, medium-bodied cigar exquisite in every way. Taste, construction, pleasure, notes of sweetness, complex flavors, nice spice, all wrapped in a medium-bodied cigar. If you're looking for an exquisite cigar in every way, it's the Gurkha Trenta, celebrating Gurkha's 30th anniversary. To explore the entire Gurkha portfolio, visit GurkhaCigars.com. North Korea. I want to be almost like Paul Harvey. Page two. North Korea publicly executed a man, a fishing boat captain. It's now coming out that in mid-October, he was publicly executed. But why? What did he do? Did he say anything against Kim Jong-un? Did he try to overthrow the government? What did he do to deserve a fate of being whacked, executed in public? He was listening to radio broadcasts from banned American media outlets, specifically Radio Free Asia. He had been listening, he confessed to listening to Radio Free Asia for more than 15 years. Consequently, tried, executed for subversion against the ruling Korean Workers Party, publicly shot in front of 100 other captains and managers of the company that he worked for, the fishing company that he worked for. Now, initially when I saw this headline, I said, wait a minute, a North Korean man publicly executed for listening to American radio? I was thinking, was he listening to current stations belonging to the publicly traded companies, whether it's Entercom or iHeart or uh, Beasley, or any of the other American broadcast groups, Cumulus Media, because if you've listened to them recently, you know there is a dearth of quality program. Why do you think everybody's going to listen to podcasts? Why do you think we made the transition from terrestrial radio to podcasts last July? Simple, because we know where the action is, and we're uninhibited, we're free, we can say whatever we want I'm out multiple days a week. There's no restrictions. So I would understand if Kim Jong-un wanted to execute someone for listening to American radio, specifically the American radio stations that are broadcasting today, because as one of the former FCC commissioners said, it is a vast wasteland. You listen to one station, they all sound alike. Every single one of them. The creativity the localism, the fun, gone. And again, that train has left the station, and sadly, it is not coming back. I, I am happy to say, and Sergeant Steve, you too, we both worked in the heyday of American radio when it was creative, when it was compelling, when it was fun, when it was entertaining, when it was providing great information. Sergeant Steve, you spent many years on the management side programming 
It's not what it used to be. Uh, you don't program anymore. You just execute decisions by VPs. You know, it kind of reminds me. Let, let me just take a sip of my freshly brewed espresso here. Hang on a second. Mm. Outstanding. Let me just say this. What has happened to broadcasting in general? And broadcasting isn't the only industry, but we see it in so many industries where you used to have a decentralized, localized management where managers made decisions, they knew their markets. Now it has changed. Everything is decided at a corporate level. TV stations, radio stations, other businesses. Reminds me of bank branch managers. Sergeant Steve, you ever gone into a bank and you see the bank branch manager? Everybody's a vice president at a bank. You notice everybody's mm-hmm. title, vice president, first vice president, assistant vice president, eighth vice president, vice president to the vice president. Everybody's got a vice president title in front of their desk. They all wear their, their suits, and they all have a little pin with the bank's logo. And if they've been there 10 years, there's like a little diamond. And if there's 20 years. But you ever notice you walk in and the bank branch manager just sits there and they wear their, their bank pin? Have you noticed that? Yes, absolutely. And then if you ever go in and say, look, yeah, I'm interested in a a loan or whatever, great, fill this out, this out, this out. You can fill it in outline, and we send everything to Charlotte or L.A. or Chicago or to to Dubai or to New Delhi, you name it. They send it everywhere else for a decision. Before, every bank branch manager used to be able to approve something, you know, maybe 25,000, 50,000, 100,000. Above that, it would go to you know, another manager or a a real VP or a committee if it was above a certain amount. I remember doing business way back 25, 30 years ago where I'd walk in sometimes and uh, when I was in my station ownership days, I would say, hey, listen, you know what? I got this new piece of equipment I need. I'd go to my banker, wonderful gent Bob Grimes at First National Bank of the South, and I'd say, Bob, I need 25,000 for this. He'd say, okay, great. Um, No problem. I have the paperwork ready for you and uh, tell me when you want the check. It was that simple. Today, if you go in and say, I want 500, it's all these paper, uh, paperwork applications you fill out and it goes somewhere else. Nobody has authority. And that, I think, is a problem today in every industry where if you go to see someone and say, look, I got an issue with this. Okay, well, let me check with my regional manager up in uh, Jacksonville or up in Chicago or up in, uh, in Los Angeles. Nobody makes decisions. And you want to know why that's a problem, why it's become that way? Because we don't have alpha male decision makers anymore. And that is a huge problem. We see the rise of the wussified beta executive. 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, managers, no matter what the industry, had authority because they were, they were born to be alphas. They were, they were, from the time they were young, they learned to make decisions. They learned to think on their feet. And what's happened the last 30, 40 years? We have seen the decline of the American male. They have become wussified. They have become feminized. They cannot make decisions themselves. Every decision has to be passed up the ladder because we have so many wussified betas. And just once, I'd love to see a bank manager uh, tell his boss, listen, you hired me to be a manager. I'm an alpha. Let me make the decision. Never going to happen anymore. Again, those days are long gone. You're an alpha male. I'm an alpha male. Collectively, we're all alphas. And I know we have some females as well. 
They appreciate alpha males. They don't want wussified beta males. But this is what is happening. We have seen the rise of the wussified beta male, the decline of the alpha male. And I can tell you that this alpha male in chief, your global five-star general, as long as we are around, we will continue to espouse the alpha male lifestyle. Wussified betas, not allowed in the room. Some cigars just can't be tamed. And that's a good thing when it comes to the Camacho Nicaragua. Forged in fire with full frontal flavor, nice notes of sweetness, spice, oakiness, forged in volcanic soil, rolled perfectly, starting with the Ecuadorian wrapper to the Honduran binder and the Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican fillers. The Camacho Nicaragua is bold, is rich, a nice medium to full-flavored cigar. If you're looking to up your taste, try the Camacho Nicaragua because some things just can't be tamed. Available at DavidoffGeneva.com. Real quickly, for those of you that are adding to your alpha male lifestyle, whether it's spirits or whether it is cigars, I've got a great program for you that you can enhance your alphaness. It is called the Cigar Dave Officers Club, our brother podcast, the Cigar Dave Show podcast. We have something called the Cigar Dave Officers Club. I wear two hats. I've got the Cigar Dave hat and I've got the Alpha Dave hat. Wear two hats. I can pull it off because I'm an alpha male. A wussified male couldn't even, uh, alpha male, beta male couldn't even wear a quarter of a hat. I wear two hats. But for those of you that are interested in becoming a cigar connoisseur and learning about cigars, two things. Number one, follow our brother podcast, the Cigar Dave Show podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And the second thing is join the Cigar Dave Officers Club. Every month, we ship out three great cigars, the latest and greatest in the world of cigars, in a Cigar Dave Officers Club Ziploc pouch. You are in the world of cigars. You will enhance your cigar smoking pleasure, your knowledge, your palate. For December, we're featuring the Syndicato Portfolio Sampler. Got three great cigars, the Affinity, a nice mild to medium-bodied creamy cigar. We've got the Cubico, which is a nice medium-bodied cigar, square-pressed cigar, nice rich, dark Ecuadorian Cubano wrapper. And for the finale, we've got a medium to full-bodied cigar called Particulares, very Cubanesque, a Nicaraguan puro, meaning it's a Nicaraguan wrapper, binder, and filler. It's a wonderful gift. Give it to yourself. Even though Christmas is a couple of days away, you can still give it as a gift. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club. All the information is there to sign up, $22.95 per month. You get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. The Cigar Dave Officers Club makes a wonderful gift to others and to you. Alpha Male in Chief, Alpha Dave, your global five-star general. As always, never apologize for living the Alpha Male lifestyle. Alpha Male.